Valley of Famine contains mature content. Please be sure to check the episode notes for specific content warnings before listening. The Rogue Valley Role Players Podcast is an affiliate of Battle Bards, an online resource of music, sound effects, and all sorts of other audio goodies that you can use in your own games and shows. Head on over to BattleBards.com and check out their wide assortment of tracks. And if you like what you hear, be sure to pick up a Prime membership and don't forget to use our promo code RVRPODCAST when you do. Hello and welcome listeners to the Rogue Valley Roleplayers as we get ready to play another exciting episode of Valley of Famine. My name is Ben, I'm here with Rosemary, Austin, Ed, and Nick, and we are the Rogue Valley Roleplayers podcast. Uh, Once again, my name is Ben, I am the marshal tonight, running the shindig, herding the cats, doing the things, all that good stuff. My name is Rosemary, and I play Deputy Rachel Jane Kennedy. She's a Hexinger, and she is angry. This is Austin puppeting a man who actually exists, Wine on Beardslay. I am Ed. I am playing the weird scientist, Daisy Gilmore. But people just call her Rail and Daisy because, you know, she used to be on the railroad and work on it and all that. I'm Nick S. I'm playing Haru Matsuhara, the protector of the weak from the darkness. And when last we left off, y'all had discovered that Arizona Red, probably for most people unsurprisingly, uh, was the mastermind behind the upswing and bandit attacks, organizing them all. I was very surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I was not in the slightest. So I think it's the next day after uh, all this, so you're gearing up, uh, actually... It's early the next morning. Who is at the sheriff's office first? You're all got this plan to ride out and confront Arizona Red and her gang. Who shows up at the office first? Why it's wine on Beardslay. All right. So, yeah, it's pretty early. It's like 5 in the morning. Whoa. There's a 5 in the morning now? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a bit chilly. You know, it's it's still morning, it's spring. Uh, it's not unpleasant, but it's cold. Is wine on a coffee drinker? Ooh, you know, I think that he is hesitant to because he's afraid people are going to poison it. Okay. Um, he's definitely drinks tea more than coffee because then he can, like, ensure the water's pure and then, like, you know, put the tea bag in, heat it up, watch it happen. It's quicker. Okay. Uh... So yeah, you're standing outside the sheriff's office. Uh, who's the next person to show up? Well, uh, I think actually he's going to knock on the sheriff's office and try to get Ross to open up if he's there. Okay. Um, yeah, Ross opens it up. What do you want? Good morning, Sheriff. Uh, important question. Hmm. I have some uh, associates coming this morning, and uh, I need a place for them to put their stuff. Is there a slot in the sheriff's office I could use? Drop a spot in the stables. 
Stables aren't going to cut it. Need somewhere more discreet. Well, Sheriff's office is not discreet. There's people coming and going all day long. No one goes in the stables. Save for uh, myself and my deputies. Then the stables it is. Thought you might agree. I shall inform them. You're here early. I wanted to get here before my uh, associates. Ah. Coffee? No, thank you. Whiskey? Tempting, but no. Save yourself. Pours himself a large shot of whiskey and downs it. Rachel, you come riding up. You see, uh, was it Buck is your horse? Yeah. See Buck tied up outside the sheriff's office. So Rachel comes riding up on Oakley and, you know, swings down and she pulls off from the saddle uh, this beautiful Winchester gun off the back of Oakley and goes inside. You see uh, Wynon in there. Probably, uh, where? what's Wynon's posture is he sitting at one of the desks is he leaning against something or is he just kind of like standing there awkwardly or, or whatever i think he's actually standing by a window kind of like in a corner and scanning around looking for like agents okay um he'll basically be giving them a sign they probably know to go to like the sheriff's office but okay he'll give them like a safety sign or something like that when he sees them morning good morning deputy you just about ready to head on out You've waited long enough. Need a few. Every moment we delay is a moment Arizona's gonna hightail it on out of the valley. It will be worth the wait, I assure you. Morning to you too, deputy. Yeah, yeah. Coffee? She'll, um, grab like a mug from the... I'm picturing like a shared desk now between her and Billy. Yeah. So she'll grab, like, a mug and kind of hold it out. You're going to have to make it yourself. I don't drink coffee. What did you offer it then for, Ross? That amused me. I was going to try and get wine on here with it, but... She's going to go make coffee? Yeah, you start making coffee. So, Haru, you're, you're next up. I would have first let Mr. Buford. Yeah, sure. Beaufort, Buford. Beaufort. Uh, let him know that I'm going after the the criminals, so I'm going to be out for a while. Okay, yeah. And then I also stopped by the Iron Dragon. This is why it's taking me so much longer, is I'm stopping by the Iron Dragon Supply store mm-hmm. and picking up a case of dynamite. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Some wizened old Chinese guy, I think uh, uh, Uncle from the Jackie Chan uh, animated show, is the, is the guy who's like on duty there, and he's just like... What do you need this whole box of dynamite for? <laughs> Getting rid of a uh, pest problem. What kind of a pest problem are you going after? Because that's not how you get rid of pests. I've got an old Chinese recipe that will take care Bandits. of that. Uh, oh, okay, here you go. <laughs> One box of dynamite. Sign right here. Um, and then uh, I write up seeing Buck and... Oakley. Oakley. My brain just dropped it for a second. And I saunter up to the door and knock to announce my presence, but kind of assume that Sheriff Ross already knows that we're coming, so I just walk in. Yep. Morning, Sheriff. 
Rachel. Mr. Beardsley. Hello, Haru. Morning, Matsuhara. Whiskey? Please. Gives Rachel a look. And Rachel's giving you both, like, a, are you fucking kidding me look? One day when you're a walking, talking cadaver, you'll understand. What do you... What? What? I hope that never happens to you. It's a joke. I hope it never happens to you. She takes a long gulp of coffee. But it's always a possibility that you should prepare yourself she for. She spits coffee out over her desk. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like we sprout around like weeds here. Oh, you don't know the half of it, Mr. Matsuhara. There's a lot of us out there in the world. Not all of us are uh, dedicated to rooting out evil with our own lives. Take uh, Mr. Gunn, for example. Died a bandit, came back, decided to keep on keeping on. I think it says a lot about who you were before, how you will be after. More than likely. Are we ready to go? We're waiting on Daisy, if you haven't noticed. Our weird scientist friend is not here yet. Where is Daisy? You know her. Late to bed, late to rise. We're not only waiting on Daisy. I have some acquaintances of mine that are due soon. Should be helpful. Lovely. More people. How soon is soon? Any minute. So you said a minute ago. Well, that wasn't the minute, was it? Apparently not. Any minute. I, I, t- I take to mean any of the minutes. Could be an hour. It's still in any of minute. If my calculations are correct, the train has arrived five minutes ago, which means that they should be here soon. Is that enough for you, deputy? You seem awfully anxious for some reason. It's because Arizona knows that we're on to her and is probably breaking camp, broken camp, and is riding on out of this valley. It takes a good amount of effort to move that many men. We might still have time. Relax. Don't tell me to relax! (laughs) Call it intuition, but I find it unlikely that she's going to leave the valley. What makes you say that? Because then the GM wouldn't have an adventure. (laughs) Why, Why even attack here in the first place? There's nothing here of that great value. Hey! I'm saying... There's ghost rock, there's gold. There's copper. You can get ghost rock, gold, and copper anywhere. Rachel and, and Haru, I think you, the two of you are probably hit with a, just a, a titch of nostalgia. As you can't help but, uh, you know, with the early hour after uh, early hour at the, uh, the sheriff's office, remembering that very first time, almost a year ago in August, when the circus was in town, the skull of Attila was stolen, and the four of you first came together as a posse and friends to go hunt a band of bandits. She takes like a like a long slurp of her coffee and like kind of goes over to the window of the sheriff's office and kind like, of blocking wine on's view. Yeah, and like looks out down the road and almost to herself kind of says, you know, I almost expect to see 
Macario come riding on up. It's on that old donkey of his. Yeah. We'll make a notice roll. Yeah, make a notice roll. What? <laughs> just, just Rachel. She's at the window. A four. You're just thinking that when you see, mm-hmm. not one rider, but five and black dusters riding down Main Street. She'll kind of sidestep and and jerk her head towards the window and say, "Hey, Beardsley, are these the people you expecting?" Those would be exactly them. Excuse me for a moment. He kind of quickly walks outside and just makes a sign with his hand across his chest real quick, kind of like three fingers uh, crossing over his heart. They, uh... uh, One of them, the the leader, uh, a black woman, kind of inclines her head ever so slightly, and they actually ride past the sheriff's office, and they kind of like split up, you know, two go left, two go right, the other keeps on going, and probably two, three minutes later, they circle back around and tie their horses up behind the sheriff's office and come walking in. And what was your evaluation? No one saw us, sir. Excellent work. Uh... Should you have any equipment that would best be kept discreet, please use the stables around back. Indigo's got some heavy equipment, but nothing that can't be carried. That's fine, then. Uh, let's introduce you to the others that I'm working with. Others? Yes. Open the door and kind of usher them in. Yeah, they come silent. The first one is this uh, fairly tall black woman. Uh, they're all wearing pretty much like the same gear. A long black duster. Uh, looks, you know, it kind of it looks a little bulky, like there's maybe some armor plate sewn under the leather. Um, they've all got these uh, really fancy looking rifles. They're kind of not quite a carbine, but definitely like some sort of Gatling rifle. Um, except for one guy who's got like this massive backpack slung over his uh, or on his back, um, with some sort of like it looks almost like a, I guess it's too early to call it a cattle prod, but some sort of um, rod-looking thing that's slung over there, and he's got like a beefier-looking Gatling weapon. Um, he's not carrying it openly; it's just like slung over his shoulder. Um, yeah, let's go back to the, the leader of them. Uh, Echo, like I said, she's a tall black woman. Who is next in line, walking in? Um, after Echo is Jorge. Okay. Xanadu. Xanadu. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this Hispanic-looking fellow uh, comes walking in. They're they're all got these like these stone-cold, motionless faces, uh, and their eyes quickly scan. Um, the office as they come filing in. Who's next? Romeo. What, uh, describe Romeo to me. Uh, Romeo's got these piercing, like, blue eyes mm-hmm. that are just totally, like, they're like, make you think of a shark's gaze. Like, he's just very, um, like, you, you describe them all as, like, having these very, like, kind of, yeah, but like his is like 
there's like a hint, like just a taste of cold. Yeah, like he's a shark. And he's got this scar that like trails from the corner of his eye, like across his cheek. Okay. And a thin um, mustache, like the Doc Holliday mustache. Okay. Um, I'm going to say dark hair. And like slightly shorter. Uh, who's up next? Uh, we have November. Uh, uh, Margaret November? Yeah. So, Margaret November Bland. Uh, Ed, why don't you describe November to us? Well, she has, uh, like, light brown long hair, which is, can easily be tied back in a ponytail for fighting. Cool. Yeah, she's, she's, she's stocky. She's actually not all that tall. She's, like... Kind of short, but like just yeah, stocky. Uh, so we got left. Uh, last one, Indigo, who Indigo. you already kind of described a little bit. Well, I described his gear. I didn't describe him though. So Nick, describe Indigo. He's Latin Hispanic. No, actually, this one's uh, name's Chet. Chet Butler. He's tall, uh, broad-shouldered because of carrying the heavy equipment that he carries. Um, got ginger hair, freckled face. Seems pleasant, but like he could be pleasant if he allowed his emotions to show. Um, and he's got nimble fingers for working on tiny, tiny things as well. So uh, why not gestures to the people who have just entered the room and introduces them in turn? This is Echo, November, Indigo, Xanadu and Romeo. They will be our assistants on this little escapade against these bandit problems. Deputy Rachel Jane Kennedy, Haru Matsuhara of the Iron Railroad, Iron Dragon Railroad, and someone else will be joining us who is perpetually late. Do not depend on her. I'm only late in the mornings. The perfectly ability to get on time, I just sleep in. And this is Sheriff Ross, who has allowed us uh, temporary use of his sheriff's department for this, these endeavors. Yep, something like that. I'm gonna consult with uh, my deputy and the chief of railroad police if uh, you don't mind. We'll take a step outside. And Please part the way. Yeah. Grabs you <laughs> by by the duster, grabs Haru, and drags you both out of there. Yeah, they need to grab. <laughs> he just like to like hold out her hand to like shake. Yeah, and she just gets like he yanked. yoinked out of there. Yeah, they uh, basically part the ways like the seas, you know, kind of. And then you go through them. Pleasure uh, to <laughs> yeah. Ross drags you both outside and starts to head over to. Uh, what used to be the Jacksonville Inn remembers that it's no longer the Jacksonville Inn and changes course for the claim. And as soon as he gets out of earshot of the sheriff's office, uh, you know, it's like, listen, those are agents. Don't mention anything about Haru or I being dead men walking. Agents? Yeah. They work for the, uh, the Pinkerton Agency, and uh, they're uh, they're dangerous. Dangerous as all hell. Dangerous how? 
I uh, used to travel with a woman who was uh, one of them, member of the agency. They're stone cold. They ain't cuddly like the Rangers. That there was an agency cleaner squad. What does that mean? It means that uh, when supernatural stuff happens, they come in, they clean up shop. No witnesses. And undead like us, well, they put them down. Some few they try to recruit, and I hear they do terrible things to them to keep them under control. So, best not go mentioning the two of us are dead. How do they respond to... Put lack of better term, magic and gifted sources. Mm, not well, from what I hear. You're uh, you're as like to find yourself put down with a bullet between your eyes as you are to find yourself prisoned one of their labs. Going to have to be careful. We're all gonna have to be careful. You let Daisy know as soon as, uh, as soon as she wakes up. What Daisy does is science. Yeah, but let her know that she shouldn't mention nothing about the Lemurians or us being dead. I'll keep an eye out for her before she gets to the sheriff's office. I will say I am out smoking. I'm uh, gonna go walk patrol. Keep an eye on them. Like I said, they're the kind that don't leave witnesses. That means burying an entire town. They'll do it. Why are we working with these people then? Well, why not caught me by surprise. I knew he was with the agency, but field agents are one thing. Cleaner squads. Great. That's a whole, whole... Nest of trouble, why not? Just brought in town for us. Our task has got a thousand times more difficult. Uh, yep. Well, you say you're gonna go find Daisy? I will stay outside of the sheriff's office smoking my pipe and keep an eye out for Daisy so I can inform her of the uh, threat. I wanna do one other quick scene while everyone's outside. While, while the two, the three of you are outside talking, um, and before Daisy gets there, and I want uh, Ed and Rosemary, I want you to voice some of these uh, these cleaner squad people, because Billy Johansson comes riding up to the sheriff's office, doesn't see the three of you off away having your your consultation. Yeah, Billy comes walking into the <laughs> sheriff's office. Oh, uh, oh, hello, Mister Beardsley. Uh, who are these? Uh? imposing people. Hello, Billy. Echo, Romeo. <laughs> like, lists them off. Uh, I believe if you're looking for Sheriff Ross, he's gone down to one of the ends. Uh, no, I'm just here to start my day. Uh, work on the paperwork and gonna go on a patrol once I'm done. Um, oh, well, uh, don't let us get in your way. By all means. Um, ex- ex- excuse me. Uh, pardon me. I need to squeeze past... Uh, you, uh, what did you say your name was? Uh, Echo? No. It's November. Oh, okay, um, 
Uh, Don't you forget it. I, I will not uh, there, uh, Miss November. Uh, I'm just going to sit right down here on my desk and uh, go right to work. Ooh, scary. <laughs> and then, yeah, what's her? Oh, yeah, she's like, she pats like her hip where her gun is located. She, yeah, you get the impression she's not very friendly. So how are things going in the town, Billy? Um, things are going as well as they could, I suppose. People are still in a panic of the, the bandit problem, and uh, not to mention... Uh, Few more people going missing and whatnot, but uh, I'm working on it. Few more people going missing, you say? Hmm. Echo steps up, just a little too close. Going missing how? And where? Sinks into his chair. Uh, just they were they were they were out by their farms, uh, and and they were just taken. I, I haven't I haven't. I'm, I'm how long they've been missing? Um, a day or so, I suppose. Same one investigated these farmsteads. I was working on it. I got to do some paperwork. And I want a detailed report on what kind of tracks you find out there. Um, okay, well, I'm going to stop you right there. My reports go directly to Sheriff Ross. If you want to get pa- paperwork from him, you go to him. He's correct, Echo. We should follow the correct chain of command. I'm just a deputy. I follow my boss's orders. I don't know who you are. You scare me and all, but you ain't that scary. As you say, sir. Uh, Billy, she is that scary. I'm just warning you now. Well, you haven't seen Sheriff Ross when he's in one of his moods. No one laughs. <laughs> yeah, everyone's stone cold. Like, Echo raises an eyebrow. Pours himself a cup of coffee, like, shaking a little bit. <laughs> I think at a certain point, Billy, realize, you realize that, like, all five of them are just, like, standing kind of, like, in a semicircle around you, just staring... Um, they seem to follow your orders fairly well, Mr. Beardsley. Um, could you maybe ask them to, to give me a little elbow room, please? I, I, I kind of like the ability to breathe without smelling people. You hiding something? Uh, c- come outside. Let's get a lay of the land. Leave Billy to his, his work. No, I'm not, I'm not hiding anything. I just... I'm watching you. Due respect, sir, someone should stay behind and keep an eye. On him? The office. Fine. Yes, you, you can do that. Yes, sir. We'll be back soon. And uh, he pulls everybody else out, except for uh, Echo. Yep. Echo uh, goes over to Sheriff Ross's desk, kicks the chair back, and sits down in it. Um, that's that's the sheriff's chair. Um, I'd appreciate it if you didn't. Oh, you, never mind. He'll, he'll he'll take his chair back himself if he has to. None of my business. How <laughs> long have you been a deputy? Not uh, not quite even six months yet, uh, ma'am. <laughs> See many strange things around here. Billy feels like he's about to say something, but then remember Sheriff Ross saying, don't mention shit to people that don't need to know. <laughs> so he's like, none that I can recall. Heard winter here was pretty harsh. Well, 
you live up the mountains and the valleys like we do, it gets a little rough. Heard it was unusually rough. What happened in Oregon, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I must have missed it. It's hmm. a mighty tall stack of missing persons reports you've got there. We have had a bandit problem. They've been killing an awful lot of people. Some we haven't found. Hmm. So, uh... uh yeah. At this point, could, like, Rachel interrupt and, like, come back into the station? Well, well uh, Haru and, and Rachel, you're coming back towards the, the sheriff's office and you see Wynon trying to herd these, uh, these stone-cold, scary uh, agents outside. There's, there's just four of them out there. You see Billy's horse tied up. Oh Jesus! Christ. And why not? Kind of like uh, gesturing at some of the mountains and like drawing like little paths with his hand, kind of like you know. Haru stops the moment he sees them coming out and just goes, "Enjoy your morning smoke, Haru." I'm going to. Rachel like stomps on up to go inside the office. Mm-hmm. Is Daisy here yet, Billy? Uh. No, Miss Kennedy, I haven't seen her yet, um, but I, I'll be sure to, kind of giving, like, glances over to Echo, like, I'll be sure to um, keep an eye out. Could you do me a favor, Billy? Could you just go, like, pound on her door until she wakes up? We gotta get going. These bandits, they're not gonna wait forever. Um, yeah, I can do that. Um, let me finish this sentence, Mom. <laughs> Toss his pen down and <laughs> out the door. <laughs> He gets he gets like fifty feet from the sheriff station and just books it. <laughs> Jumpy child, eh? Billy? Yeah. He's new to the job. Apparently. Less than six months. Maybe uh maybe you were paying attention, but I heard this uh this last winter and your region was particularly harsh. Yeah, yeah, it was a cold winter. Look, are you any good at shooting that thing? Because we're going to about to ride out into a shootout, and I need to know that you've got my back. Yeah, I can shoot. I wouldn't mind a demonstration outside. Don't care to waste the ammunition. Got a spare firearm? Yeah. I've heard the gunshots. Yep. You wake up and probably... No, probably I, was not, I was already awake. You were already awake? Yeah. What were you working on? Uh, well, Jonathan just made breakfast and like, okay. was like, alright, because he knew I had to wake up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was taking my time eating breakfast. Yeah. You hear Billy start like... Oh. Yeah, I heard the gunshots. I come out. There's some... Big cup of coffee. There's, there's some uh, right scary people down at the sheriff's station. Um, I suggest you, uh, you, uh, well, you, you Are keep... Are shooting? Uh, I, I wouldn't rightly know. Uh, Who's doing the shooting? I left before any shooting happened. I, I heard it on my way here. <laughs> All right, Billy, let's go. Let's see if I can ride this horse and finish my coffee at the same time. 
he, he would walk right beside you because he didn't even take his horse. He just, <laughs> just took off running. <laughs> Probably walking your horse then and drinking your coffee. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. She might try to get up there for a second. <laughs> Here, hold my super mug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so no, just shoot. She probably isn't getting up on horse right away, but yeah. she's like, "All right, I gotta go." There's some action going on. Scary people at the yeah. And then you'd see Haru on the outside. Yeah, and you see you, you see uh, these people as previously described in the black uh, dusters standing outside with wine on. You see Rachel and another one of these black duster people around the building. Um, you're probably actually probably Rachel. You go back inside the sheriff's office and stow the. Yeah, once we're done shooting it, we I go stow it. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. what's all this shooting going on? Just testing competency. Rest of your folks whining on shoot as good as Echo. I should hope so. I think they've all been trained. Daisy, a word. What's going on? Billy told me there were weird people here and there was shooting going on. Well, I heard shooting and then Billy told me there were weird people. Come with me for a moment towards the, uh, the claim. Ah, uh, okay. These people, they, uh, work with some agency of the, uh, the, 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 the government. They, uh, hunt and especially kill supernatural forces. You know, i.e. Ross and myself. Okay. Why are they here? Are they going to kill you? Wynon called for them to help us with the bandits. Um, we need to keep certain things um, quiet, if you take my understanding. Well, okay. I won't tell them about what's going on with you, because I know that's bad. And they will kill everyone to keep this <laughs> secret. So, so are they like witch hunters? Kinda, sorta. Would would they would they try to hurt Rachel? If they knew about the magic guns and stuff. That was finger pistols, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they they might uh kill her or take her to one of their secret lab lab uh, science places. Okay. So. I just wanted to warn you before you uh, go in. Okay. We, and then we walk, make our way back. Yep. You're all gathered together. Well, now that we've been introduced, shall we head out? About fucking time. It sounds like a decent enough plan. As a reminder, before we leave, our goal here is to minimize overall casualties and maximize the casualties of the bandit's leadership. That means we are aiming for red. Arizona red is her full tag. And her lead man, who I know to be of a special sort that I'm sure you're all familiar with. I don't need to say it out loud. Those are our targets. Uh, The man... And he goes and describes, like, the gunslinger. As best you can. Yeah, as best you, you can. you haven't seen his face. And Arizona Red um, basically gives, like, a detailed... Every physical feature that he knows of them and, like, their general position that he would expect them to take, etc. Um, is there anything that you all can add that we should keep in mind before we leave on this? 
So we're looking at a day or two of travel, so just make sure everyone's well supplied. We have field rations. How many days worth? Ten days standard. Should be enough. I think you head down the the road to Medford first, as probably probably to get to the most direct route. Um, it's it's getting on in the morning, waiting for for Daisy and all, and getting your supplies all together. Um, probably eight in the morning or so, uh, and your your group, uh, all nine of you at this point, are riding down the road when you see a, a wagon rolling on up. Leading the wagon. Uh, you see Paul in the wagon. Looks like it's laden with a bunch of barrels, and he's got like another five hard looking men uh, with him. One of them's kind of walking by the side of the wagon. It's not moving very quickly. He's got like a shotgun slung over his shoulder, and there's, you know, other guys kind of sitting in the, the wagon. You know, one's next to Paul, two more are sitting like in the back of the wagon, and they were, they're all pretty heavily armed shotguns and rifles. Um, okay, as we as we pass this wagon, you can wind on try to like smell and see if there's any odd smells about it. Uh, yeah, give me a notice roll at negative two. Rachel draws rage and just rests it across her lap. I got an eight. All right. Um, I, you know, I don't think you smell anything particularly off. And uh, yeah, Paul doesn't like slow down or anything. He kind of sees you. He probably makes eye contact with Rachel, sees you got the gun. Maybe it's a trick of the eyes. You see a hint of a smirk, and then he, his eyes shift back to the road ahead of him. And he, and he doesn't slow the wagon at all, but it's pretty heavily loaded, so la- heavily laden, so it's not making quick time. Oh, he gets the stink eye from me. I think everybody, except for maybe Wynon, gets uh, him the stink eye. I think Wynon pretty much just ignores him. He's mm-hmm. beneath his notice, basically. Yeah. Uh, it is odd that there's all these weird barrels, so he does take a quick whiff of those. Doesn't get any sort of smell or anything from them, so ignores it. I think Haru just goes, he's running a saloon. It could be alcohol. It could be oil for cooking. It could be just about anything. So, yeah, you get to Medford, and you get on the trail. Um, and, yeah, who's got a good survival roll? I got an eight on my survival. Oh, nice. All right, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're leading the way, uh, following a trail. You know, first part of it is pretty easy. You just fall on the road, but eventually you get to a point where, like, okay, we need to turn off into the forest. Um, the forest is pretty, you know, it looms over everyone. It's not nearly as kind of menacing as it used to be. But yeah, you get through that first day of travel, um, and you find a spot to make camp. And, uh, yeah, uh, the cleaner squad, they get out their trail rations, and, you know, you probably build two fires. One big fire, there's only nine of you. One of them has, like, a pretty sciencey-looking piece of equipment, right? Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, I might try talking to that guy about what that thing is. All right. It's like, so, so, what you got there on your back? What, you talking about this thing? Yeah, what's that thing do? Did uh, you make it yourself? Yeah, it's just some equipment I take with me. 
You didn't make it yourself. <clears throat> no. Oh. Uh, standard issue. Really? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, where'd you get your equipment? Oh, I made this myself. How'd you make it? Well, first, my daddy created this machine called the called the the, the railgun, which was just, which is what I call this. This is the railgun. It was just a simple thing, steam powered or not just steam powered, uh, ghost rock powered that drove in railroad spikes real fast, like that. Ever that thing ever blown up on you? Once. Uh, how'd that go? You seem like you're all right. Well. Luckily, yeah, most most of the explosion blew away from me. But yeah, we had to run and hide from from the people who were after us. Uh, what kind of people's that? They're cultists. Yeah, they were cultists. Worshiping what? Ah, some weird Nordic sea monster. He'd like to do an occult roll. <laughs> <laughs> It's a uh, simple. Uh, yeah, he's probably heard of Jormungandr before, at least in myth. You talking about Jormungandr? Yeah, that's what they were calling him. Where did you run into these cultists? Oh, where were they? They were out by. They were out by Zincheng. Echo, Zincheng, write it down. I'm not going to remember. What am I writing about Zincheng? We should go check it out later. Acknowledged. Pulls out a little pad of paper that looks like it's got a bunch of like locations to go check out that they probably haven't gotten around to checking out. And it was like, uh, yeah, and put um, Jormungandr. I can't spell that, so just sound it I out. I got it. Was. I got it. Hey, uh, appreciate you talking about that. Um, what's your name again? My name's Daisy. Yeah, Daisy. Um, yeah, I can't really, like, show you my equipment, but, uh, you know. Well, well I'm getting married anyway, so. Rachel laughs at that. Uh, yeah, well, look, uh, take care of yourself, right? All right. Um, I guess holler if you need help. Yeah, I can't wait to see what that thing does. Uh, yeah. Don't pay too much attention to it. That's my advice. How long do you need to be out for? Three hours. I'm going to pretend to be asleep. <laughs> Lay there with my eyes closed and then go open and then close them if they walk by. <laughs> I'm wondering, like, maybe we could just, like, Rachel could, like, look at you and be like, how are our usual sleeping arrangements? Yes, uh... Uh, and she'll we, kind we will, of like we'll jerk pitch her. our tent over there. Yeah, jerk her head over. Because I'm sure that like, if these agents are worth their salt at all, they've picked up on there's something between. Yeah, us. yeah, I think so. They're not. They're not dead. Right. I'm gonna have her roll her notice. Oh yeah. Hey, the two of you go off to bed. Daisy, you stay up. Probably not. Okay. Not too late, at least. Cause yeah. I'm gonna sleep in no matter what I do. Yeah, most everyone you know they they set up their their bedrolls and they go to camp. Echo stays up, and you know once everyone else has kind of gone off to sleep, uh, yeah, Echo, sir, 
Yes. How come you didn't tell us that uh, we were traveling with one of them? Because, frankly, it's not relevant, and I didn't call you here so you could clean the entire state of Oregon. I intend there to be sur survivors after all of this. It's why we're doing a surgical strike. Of course, sir. I hope you recognize, Agent Echo, that numerous members of the agency and the Union as a whole have certain special characteristics which, although frightening at first, are of value to us. I'm suggesting pragmatism. That's, uh, it's your specialty, sir. And what is yours? I've heard things. Efficiency. Well, there are many definitions of efficiency. Does yours involve burning everything to the ground and leaving naught but ashes? She kind of, a bit of a rueful smile. It's like, that is what we were trained for, sir. Well, if you wish to move up in the world, I suggest considering more than just your training. Consider the situation. Consider where you are. We are far away from any other sort of help. And you don't know the situation yet. Neither do I. I have hints. The situation is interesting. I don't quite know how to deal with it yet, but I believe we need to use everything at our disposal. And not throw out the baby with the bathwater. I'll, uh... I'll hold off on the scorched earth order, sir. I would appreciate that. And I'm sure your superiors would agree. I will have to make a report one way or the other. I understand, but send them to me if they're doubting. That's all I request. Of course, sir. Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at pegging.com. Sound effects by Plate Mill Games and Ballabarts. Music provided by the Eaglestone Collective with additional tracks by Danheim. You can find links to all of the above in the show description. Thank you, listener, for joining us for this episode. If you've enjoyed our show, please consider leaving a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform. We'd really appreciate it. And also, feel free to contact us via rvrpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at rvrpodcast, or join us on our Discord. We'd love to hear from you, and as always, have a wonderful whatever time of day it is for you, and we'll catch you next time.